turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show. I'm honored to be filling in today as a guest host. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. You may know me as the Dad Whisperer, and I'm here with my husband. We'll tell you about that in a minute, Dr. Ken Canfield. And we're so honored to be filling in for Georgine while she's out on medical leave. She's on the mend. Continue to pray for her as I know we all love her so much. And again, Ken and I are so honored to be here. And you may have heard of the Dad Whisperer. Maybe listen to it over the last four and a half years right here on KPDQ and True Talk 800. You may have also noticed as I'm telling you now, my name is Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Yes, you heard me right. I got married just nine months ago. Okay, listen to this. For the first time at the age of 60, And Ken is a man that I've known for over a decade. We share kindred spirit passion for fathers. He founded the National Center for Fathering 30 years ago, and we co-chair the father-daughter division of the National Center for Fathering. He even wrote the foreword to my first book. Ken also lost his wife, Dee, of 43 years a couple of years ago, and then God and his providence led us together. So we're going to be sharing some of our story, a little bit about fathering today, and then we'll be back tomorrow to talk about grandparenting, which leads me to tell you that he also founded the National Association for Grandparenting about six years ago. So when I married Ken, I became really, I would say, deeply invested in the Canfield family and became an tied to 24 now who are in my tribe. And just to clarify, since today's about fathers and daughters specifically, I now have three daughters, one daughter-in-law, and nine granddaughters. Okay, right, Ken? This means a lot of feminine power. Woohoo! in the Canfield family. Well, just to tell you a little bit about me, I have a private practice here in Portland, Oregon that I have a full-time practice there. I also speak around the nation. I've authored two books for dads of daughters, One is titled, Dad, Here's What I Really Need From You, A Guide for Connecting With Your Daughter's Heart. And the most recent is Let's Talk, Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters. So today, Ken and I are going to be breaking that down a little bit. You'll be hearing from him as well. So it's not going to be all about me leading it today, which I'm excited about, because we both believe in the power of the father-daughter relationship. So we want to give you practical tools, men, for your fathering toolbox so that you can dial into your daughter's heart. And here's the best thing. The things that you learn as a man of how to listen well, listen actively, drop the anger, soften your tone. Okay, to state the obvious, these also work with all the relationships in your lives, with your wives, female coworkers, your sons, and even moms. You can use these things as well. Well, because Ken and I are kindred spirits, as I was saying, in our desire to equip dads to be who God has called them to be, Ken is going to be talking today from his experience, speaking around the country, actually the world. He's also written 13 books on fathers and families that cover the life course of fathering all the way from birth to grandfathering. 
And a couple of my favorite books of his are Seven Secrets of Effective Fathers, which if you can believe this, it's been translated into over 12 languages, and also The Heart of a Father. If you want to connect with him, you can go to fathers.com, or if you want to connect with me, go to drmichellewatson.com. Well, that's enough of an intro, wouldn't you say, Ken? We are so so. grateful that you are joining us today as we're co-hosting for you Georgie and the one we love and cherish and pray for as she's healing. So, Ken, welcome today. It's a delight. It's sunny in Portland today. Take off work. Go get your grandkids <laughs> and kids. Enjoy this beautiful day. And I can say, just hearing the heritage that Georgine has set up here with KDPQ, Georgine Rice is nice. She <laughs> is doing good work. So, Georgine, I hope things are going well there. You know, it's my privilege to be with Michelle. I remember vividly the first time we talked. It was through an email where she was pursuing something that I knew was a mother load of richness, the depth of the heart. And it came like this. As a psychologist, she had trained, she had practiced. She was going down a pathway, and she recognized by listening to her clients that there was a a hidden Uh, what I'd say, wound in so many women. And that wound related to the depth of missing relationship with a dad. Now, she didn't immediately jump in there, but she began to process that. And out of her processing, and oh, what is it, three decades of work now? uh, She has crafted, through the ABBA Project, uh, an initiative that is unique And it's bringing dads together to recognize the power and the role and responsibility they have as fathers. So we're here to cheer on dads, and we're here to cheer on daughters. And every woman listening, you are the daughter of someone. And there are no perfect fathers. I've studied fathers. I am a father. I know the the perils of that. But what we're going to unpack, I believe, today is something that will help you strengthen that bond if you're a father or a father figure or a grandfather. And if you're a daughter, something that maybe has, uh, you know, a meaning and application for you today. And we all have a vested interest in the young women around us. I just love how Michelle has embraced the nine granddaughters in now our family together. We pray for, we celebrate, and we look forward, notwithstanding a daughter-in-law and three daughters. So, Uh, As I think about her book, uh, I would like to just say this. There is one section that speaks deeply to me, and that's this. Yeah, there's so many sections. In fact, Ken, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop you there for a second. We're gonna get into that in the next segment, breaking okay. down what your favorite is. We'll kind of we'll kind of tease people. They're gonna have to keep listening to find out what your favorite oh, section is doing. in Let's Talk, okay. because really the truth is. Ken is not here to try to promote me. This isn't about Michelle doing anything or Ken doing anything. This is about saying that God has really given us, I believe, a place in our hearts that aligns with his heart as a father. Yes. Who draws us to himself that is about building bridges to our heart, right? That's why he sent Jesus. And really, that is my desire as I coach men. Each year I lead in the Opera Project, Ken mentioned that. It's a group where I have 12 men a year come together and they have daughters in their teens and their 20s. And what they're doing is they're becoming a band of brothers to cheer each other on through the different months, the highs, the lows. And what I found, Ken, is two things about men. They love to talk, if you can believe that. And they love, they or they do cry. They have emotion. 
Mm-hmm. And I've had many of them say, well, the reason that we talk is we're not competing with women here. You know, I got a story about dads crying. Listen to this. In the Sierra Nevadas, I take dads and daughters out for a camping trip. It's three days. We crawl up a mountain, but we plan in advance sharing a blessing that they have internalized but then put on paper with their daughter. And during that time, I've said, get three other people who know your daughter and share those. So this is what we did. We're packed up. we got to go up a hill. And daughters, and these are city daughters, we get halfway up, and it's actually a mountain. They said, Dad, what are we doing here? There's no bathrooms. I need to wash my hands. I can relate. And we're going to go on up. And and these daughters were kind of murmuring and all that sort of thing. And so we get up to the summit, and I remember vividly I was there. Each one of these dads, Michelle, spoke this blessing on the summit, and it was incredible. And what happened is was a quietness, and you talked about the emotion. Mm-hmm. Every one of them cried, wow. and this is the reason why. They didn't have dads that blessed them. So dads, listen up real quick. Vicariously, you can experience healing by doing what should have been done for you but wasn't. And so I do believe that this connection of a heart with a promising word and something that's positive is going to have dividends to pay long term. Mm, Well said, Ken. Well, we're going to be taking a break here in a few minutes. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about current American research on the father-daughter relationship. Truth be told, research, I, I love it when I read what it's about, but I don't like conducting it. And guess what? I'm married to a man who loves to conduct research. And so we're going to be talking, if any of you are wired to want the facts, just give me the facts, ma'am. You want the data. We're going to be giving you that in our next segment. Come on back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back. It's a joy to be here today, guest hosting for Georgine Rice, our friend. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield here with my husband, Ken Canfield, and we love talking about fathers and daughters. So, Ken, you are what I would say is a consummate expert on research. Why don't you go ahead and present some of it now? We'd love to hear about fathers and daughters and American research on that relationship specifically? Well, I I won't just be quantitative. I'll be qualitative. And quantitative, this is just unfortunately the facts. If you grew up in a fatherless home, you're vulnerable to what I call a whole wind of negative social sequelae. And what that is, is everything from suicide, drug use, uh, out-of-wedlock births, uh, just self-esteem, internal locus of control, that is the ability to make good decisions. And those that didn't have a dad in their house to to encourage them are vulnerable in these areas. It doesn't mean you can't overcome them, so I don't want to paint a a dour picture. But what really puts um, this into perspective is the scar on my second daughter's forehead. Now, this is the thing. I showed up at my son's t-ball practice, and there were only moms there, and I was the only man, and they needed a coach. So it was like I got drafted. I always wanted (laughs) to be a first-round draft pick. (laughs) I didn't think it was being, you know, coaching t-ball. And my daughter, Sarah, she was a couple years older than Joel, so she jumped in and helped, and she was just like me. She was kind of an assistant, and so we got these guys going and and they were doing well but you put the ball on the tee you hit it and there was one young guy that uh, a second grader didn't have a dad and he wanted to hit a home run 
He was looking for esteem. He was looking for the crowd to say, hey, look at Brian. And he had this problem. He'd throw the bat. So he'd hit the ball, ching, it would hit the backstop, the bat, because he'd throw it every time. So I got around him, put my arms there, Mm. and I said, Brian, hit the ball, drop the bat, and run. I did it four or five times, and he got it. That's the power that a dad has in a daughter and a son's life. But then one day I was busy. I was not going to be at practice. I called my daughter and said, hey, Sarah, can you go over there? Because it was just down the street. It was a neighborhood ball diamond. And she went over there, and she'd seen me, Michelle, put Brian through these exercises. But when you're that close in age, you don't put your arms around a young boy, a little younger than you. You say, Brian, remember, drop the bat and run. And the next thing I know, I'm getting a call from my wife. We're at the hospital. Sarah's getting sewed up. And I thought, what? What? And so I run over there. And right square in the head, Brian had hit the ball, thrown the bat, and it had hit my daughter. So you know what that is? That's the scar of fatherlessness on my mm. daughter's face. Now, you know, this is what I wish. I wish something as simple as some stitches could have healed the wound in Brian's right. heart. Right. And so we as dads, even though me as a protective father didn't want that, we don't want anything to happen to our girls or sons. We have to deal with that. That is a vivid example of what happens when we have a whole culture that is fatherlessness, uh, that is fatherless and looking for affirmation. So I know you have some data that really enhances this too. Uh, So as a researcher yourself, as you read other research, I think it's getting Mm -hmm. that out that will be helpful to dads and daughters listening today. You know, and again, you and I aren't trying to just come at this topic, right, with a negative stance of fatherlessness hurts Americans. But we know everyone listening agrees, even those in that situation. And I've often talked to other, whether it's professionals or leaders, and you can usually pick the fatherless kids out of the lineup. But yet I know so many people, I've even had some of them as guests on the Dad Whisperer, like Sean Tice, who started a ministry called God is My Dad, where they have had healing because God has come in, or like you did, another man has come in. Well, what I would say, Ken, is there's mounting evidence to support the fact that a girl's sense of herself largely ties to the quality of her relationship with her dad. I'm not telling you anything, right? Right. That you don't know, that you don't know and agree with. So when you think about it, Here's how I would sum that up. Every single part of a daughter's life is better when she feels connected to her dad. That's what I've found in the research is it's a feeling of connection. It's not just where a dad says, no, we're close. Mm -hmm. I would encourage dads listening. I love to give you practical action steps. Why not ask your daughter today, text her, you know, email her, call her on the phone, FaceTime her and say, on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being the most, how close would you say we are, or how fe- how much do you feel connected to me? Mm-hmm. Zero to 10. That will give you insight. And then you could follow that up with, what could I do to make you feel more connected to me? Yeah. Ask her that question. You know, that is really good. So what this means is it's more than just physically living in the same house, eating at the same table, driving in the same car. What you're going for is something 
that daughters are attuned and equipped in a way that dads need to be attuned and equipped. That emotional connection. Exactly. That spiritual connection. When's the last time you prayed with your daughter? Right. When have you, you know, gone out of your comfort zone, turned off the TV? Forget the Super Bowl. Oh, by the way, I'm still <laughs> crying about that as a Chiefs fan, but that's another story. Yeah. But look at what's really important because having raised three daughters, yeah. you blink and it's gone. Right. Do not miss the days of small beginnings. And every day is just that. And I love that you just said, Ken, basically about turning off the remote. Because I say, if you want to be a dialed in dad, expect to be inconvenienced. You know, she's going to be falling apart and walking in when you are in the fourth quarter of your favorite team playing, you know, but you give her the message that she matters more. Let me give you a couple more facts. If you're dads that love to know about research, daughters who feel connected to their fathers, this is actually the same as with sons, but because daughters are my lane, that's where I focus. They do better in school. They get better grades. They're more likely to finish high school and attend college. They have greater self-esteem esteem. They have significantly less suicide attempts. Okay. How huge is that right now? Even in our city, there's, there's a, a sophomore in high school who just took his life a couple weeks ago. Wow. And I, I just even yesterday had a teenager come in and kids are talking about the devastating impacts. I don't know his story. I never mm-hmm. met him, mm-hmm. but a Christian kid and the ripple effects. I'm telling you, dads, if you ever think that you don't matter to your daughter's emotional state just rest assured, the research says uh, things to the contrary. You matter, and your investment and your connection will help her have less suicide attempts. Let me do a few more. She will have less body dissatisfaction, healthier weight. She'll delay having premarital sex, which means decreases in teen pregnancy. Do I hear an amen? Mm-hmm. She's more likely to find steady employment, less depression, lower rates of substance use. On and on it goes. Would you say the research you've done, Ken, lines up with that? I got a good one. Okay. Hey, Dad, Granddad, who's going to visit you in the nursing home when you get old? I'm telling you, take care of your daughter and your daughter-in-law and your granddaughter. And I really believe that what you're doing is investing in your future. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not, you know, thinking that there is a payback. But when you put your life on the line and invest in your children and grandchildren, it's going to come back to you. Yeah, well said. And if you're a dad that may be more of an introvert and say, you know, I don't really know how to get the conversation started with her. I want her to feel connected, but it's not my strong suit. Or you have a daughter who's putting up walls or would prefer to talk with her friends. That's why I wrote my most recent book, which is just called Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters. Where in that book, I'm giving you practical resources where the words are right in front of you, the scripts are there, so that you can really hit it out of the ballpark as a dad and ask questions that get your daughter talking. Because here's the truth. When her mouth opens, her heart opens. Exactly. And when her heart is open, your heart is open. And for a warm-up, get ready. I've read the manuscript. I helped do some of the footnoting. You're going to hear... Five profound things that you can contribute to in this next segment. Okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Ken is going to be talking also about what the Bible has to say about the father-daughter bond. We'll see you back in a few minutes. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, and I'm here 
with my husband, Dr. Ken Canfield, and both of us are passionate about the father-daughter relationship. Ken founded the National Center for Fathering 30 years ago. If you want to find out more about his resources, you can go to fathers.com or to my website, drmichellewatson.com. Well, before the break, I, I gave you a little teaser and said, if you come back, Ken is going to open up a little bit and share about how the Bible has really spoken to him about the father-daughter bond. So take it away, Ken. Yeah. If God is a father, he has sons and daughters. And of course he's a father. He is the father of creation. But he literally uses that fathering image. There's this one little piece in the book of Jeremiah. Now, this is the longest book in the Old Testament as far as words. And this book has hidden in chapter 8 something really profound. Uh, Jeremiah is lamenting. He is also the author of Lamentations. But in this Jeremiah 8 passage, starting at about verse 11 to the end of the chapter, he said, who will bring healing to the wound of my daughters? Is there no uh, physician there? Hmm. Who will bring that? Uh, Is there no balm in Gilead? Now, the interesting thing is Gilead was a place of ointment and balm. And so he was thinking uh, from a, a medical point of view, mm-hmm. how balm brings healing. But what he was implying is daughters are wounded, not just physically, but they're mm-hmm. wounded. And without the interaction, I believe, of a healthy father who can bring along that balm, we are going to have daughters that are just k- kind of coping instead of conquering. And it gets tied into one of the sections you wrote about, Michelle, that personally I've been facing, you know, with the loss of a wife. Mm-hmm. And that's this. If we can connect with our daughters on where they're lamenting. Now, what's lamenting? You know, just... Old-fashioned word, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. I lost a friend, or I didn't do as well as I should have, or I wish I'd have done this. This yeah. lament is the deep grieving that you do in the loss of something. Mm-hmm. And what you've done is pulled out conversation starters for dads to help them connect with that deep part of pain, particularly as a daughter goes through adolescence that you just face in the culture. Do we get good news when we turn on the news? Heck no. Right. We get stuff that is just putting us in a, uh, uh, you know, a huge uh, cauldron of, of issues that we can't solve. And add COVID in there. Oh, I mean, it's just wrecked havoc, hasn't it? I mean, again, in my counseling office, you know, again, doing the six feet, doing a lot of Zoom sessions, telehealth, but I continue to see, I would say, a decline of optimism mm-hmm. in a lot of women, mm-hmm. especially teenagers, mm-hmm. because they're more isolated. They don't get to connect with their friends. So this lamenting, grieving, it's literally palatable in our cities and our nation. And I believe fathers have a role in helping to allow their daughters to vent intensely and to let their daughters know they can handle that intensity. Right, right. That's how you put balm on the wounds of your daughters. Oh, very well said. And so what we can do is say this, Dad, uh, there is balm in Gilead. There is a physician. If God is your father, he is going to equip you because he's vested yeah. in your role. And he wants you to succeed. Now, there are a couple other passages that bring light to this. So we're talking about the Bible and we get that what I call intergenerational peace at the end of the Old Testament and the prophet Malachi, as he says, you know, Moses brought the law, but before the great and dreadful day of the Lord, I will bring the prophet Elijah. Now, you know where Elijah was from? Gilead. 
Now think of You were just this. talking about Gilead. Exactly. Balm exactly, of Gilead. Exactly. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, the hearts of the children to the fathers. And if it doesn't happen, something devastating yeah, will happen. A curse. Yeah. So we see sociologically how this is true. Yeah. But dads, we are from Gilead. We are the sons of another father, father and we can bring that balm that brings healing by our attentiveness, mm-hmm. by our attention. Yeah. And you say so much more when it, it speaks of that lamenting and what dads need to do. Absolutely. Because I even want to read Deuteronomy 30 and 31 to any of you dads, because we're talking about how the scripture actually really speaks to this role of a dad with his daughter. It says, the Lord your God is going ahead of you. He will fight for you just as you saw him do in Egypt. And you saw how the Lord your God cared for you all along the way as you traveled through the wilderness just as a father cares for his child. And I'm thinking, Dad, if you're in a season with your daughter where her ability to get on your last nerve is at an all-time high and it's a lot of anger, a lot of slamming doors, I just want to encourage you to take Scripture to heart and ask God to help you be a father who truly does exactly that. You fight for your daughter by praying for her, by being patient with her, by loving her. It says the Lord your God goes ahead of you. How are you going ahead? Go buy her a Jamba Juice or a Starbucks to make her day better. But Ken, I'd love to give dads just a couple ideas about this lamenting. Yes. If you, again, want to be a dad who puts into action your heart for your daughter, every dad I've coached over the last 10 years, they all have a heart and desire to connect with the heart Mm -hmm. of their daughter. Because you just quoted Malachi 4, 6. God did not say that it's the heads of fathers Mm -hmm. that needs to turn, right? Right. It's the heart. Mm -hmm. That means you're more gentle, intuitive, sensitive, patient, emotional. So when your daughter is in a full-down meltdown, the last thing you probably want to do is get close to that wound. Mm -hmm. And yet that's the gift you give her by listening, not always correcting. Because as women, when we're able to vent our whole stress goes down and right. you help carry that for her. So dad, here's a couple questions, starters of conversations that you could ask your daughter in this lamenting kind of interaction. Because Ken even told me he believes this is the most important section in the whole book. Undoubtedly. Because everyone has lead her to laugh, right. lament, love, look, listen. But the lament section is about getting to her pain. So dad, you could ask your daughter, what is one thing about you that would help me be a better dad to you if I understood it. Okay, here's a second one. I'm just going to give you a couple, so I'm not overloading you. But what if you were to ask her, can you tell me any specific words I've spoken to you that have made you feel worse about yourself? Then you follow that up with, can you think of any words I've spoken to you that have made you feel? So first ask her um, worse and then you could ask better or flip it around. Mm-hmm. You could ask, what have I spoken to you that have made you, has made you feel better about yourself? And that were, what words have I spoken that have made you feel worse? You choose which order. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee if she can get talking to you about how you've hurt her, you can make amends now instead of she's an adult that is still stuck back in the wounds from childhood. You know, I got a powerful story. Washington, D.C., a linebacker named Mike S., for the Chicago Bears, he and I were there. And you could tell the tension. Here was a guy that was huge. I bet his neck size, Michelle, was 18 or 19 inches. <laughs> oh, my inches. goodness. He was massive. And Singletary looked at the people and were trying to build bridges between at this time and this several years ago, those that were 
feminists and were wounded as daughters. They were abandoned. They were, it was not good. And they'd taken on this kind of militaristic uh, position. And here's Mike standing up, African-American, looks him in the eyes, and he says this. I just want to ask you for the forgiveness that you really deserve. Men have trampled, men have done things wrong. And it it was incredible. I saw things just evaporate. Now, Dad, thinking of lamenting, what am I trying to say? Humble yourself Mm -hmm. and he will lift you up. If you humble yourself, I don't know how to communicate with her. I don't know. Dad, humble yourself, get down on her level, and you're going to knock the ball out of the park. Yeah, and adding to that humility, like you just told in that story, Ken, is you're saying, I'm sorry, and follow that up with, will you forgive me? Mm -hmm. That's how you make amends. That's how you help to heal the wounds of your daughter as Ken started this segment out by talking about Jeremiah 8. Well, we're going to take another break. We'll be back soon. And we look forward to continuing this conversation about dads and daughters in the next segment. See you soon. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hi, this is Dr. Ken Canfield. I'm delighted to be filling in for Georgine Rice. Georgine, we love you. And we are talking with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield about the important role that dads play, myself being a dad and a granddad, in the lives of daughters. And one of the things that I love about Michelle's book, Let's Talk, practical, practical, practical. I mean, she has spent a decade with dads and small groups listening. Now, she gives them a little information, and then she listens. And then they get together a toolbox for what's working. So in her book, Let's Talk, she has 50-plus conversation starters for dads and daughters. And the one uh, that we talked about last segment was lamenting. How do you do that? There's plenty more, so take it away, sweetheart. (laughs) Well, like you just said, I love things that have alliteration. And so it's all about five L's that you can do as a dad to lead. Because I truly believe, and I know you do too, Ken, is that we live in a culture where sometimes men either size themselves up compared to the women in their lives, whether it's a wife or an ex-wife, saying, you're the emotional one, you're the verbal one. Here, you're more skilled in that. You know, that isn't my skill set, so I'm going to release my daughter to you to be the one to train her, invest in her, listen to her. And yet, truly, men, when you heard earlier about the research that confirms, supports, validates the impact to your daughters when you dial into her heart and she feels connected to you, it's a win-win if you take the time to really spend with her, getting her talking where you listen. In fact, Ken, do you remember when you said to me, this book could have been called Let's Talk and, and Listen. listen. Yes. You're like, that's really the whole thing is how yeah. do you get your daughter talking? And I think sometimes, honestly, I get a little cringy when I say the word get. It sounds like a forceful And really, it's not about getting something from her. It's about helping to know with better questions how she'll be more free to talk with you. It may be about wounds from you, voids from you, like we talked about with lamenting. Yeah. Now, this is something real important. You know, uh, I've read uh, the research. Up to the age of five, kids ask 40,000 questions. They've really quantified this. You know what you do? Six, send them to school, tell them to... Be quiet, sit in that chair, and listen. No, 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 no. We need to be inquirers. And this is why these questions, and you're so spot on, Michelle, giving questions to create dialogue. 
the answers will come, Dad. Uh, don't be the sermonator, uh, because that kills. No, <laughs> yeah. no disrespect yeah. to pastoral leaders who called to do this. But what I'm trying to say is this listening and bringing out questions. And there is one practical thing I want you to start with. Guys, I've seen Michelle do this. It's, it's incredible. And it's the power of the mirror. So tell them what you do. Well, actually, I love that you just were bringing that up, Ken, because just yesterday I had a dad that I was talking with with two teenage daughters and encouraged him to start taking them on a weekly dad-daughter date, not monthly, like I usually do with dads in the Alba Project. And I gave him this exact idea yesterday. And I'm telling you, man, a dad I talked with yesterday said, I'm going to do it this week. That is awesome. Because... My goal is to make this practical. So a lot of women, I would say the majority of us, myself included, struggle with the mirror. When we look in the mirror, it's almost like it becomes an animate object to talk back and tell us every flaw, everything wrong with us. I'm not this enough. I weigh too much, too many wrinkles, too many grays, you know, too many zits, whatever it is. And imagine the power, Dad, if you took a dry erase marker or a pack of little sticky notes Mm -hmm. And you wrote notes to your daughter on the very mirrors that torment her, Mm -hmm. whether it's in her bathroom, her bedroom. I've even had a dad where I say, do the rear view mirror of your daughter's car if she's driving. But I had a dad in the ABBA project a couple years ago, estranged from his daughter. And he wrote on her side mirror of her car, a love note, you know, like, I I love you. I'm thinking of you, dad. You know, there's been divorce and there's been estrangement. He literally came back to the ABBA project and said, she erased it. That means she read it. It was awesome. Oh, oh, what I what see. a great reframe. Well, and the dads cheered him on. Yeah. And you know what I love about this? It, it, Michelle's so right. Think about that mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's mm-hmm. the fairest of them all? That's going on in your daughter's mind. And she wants to be the fairest. And dad, listen closely. She is the fairest of your children. Now, you may have every daughter. I, I have a good friend who has six daughters. Well, he's got six Ferris of them. There all. you go. But you can say things no one else can say. And these notes on mirrors yes. are winners. Now, I didn't do this because I was just busy taking daughters on trips and looking them in the eye and telling them. When I heard this uh-huh. and I saw the impact, it's it's incredible. Yeah, I know daughters that save these notes for months. I've been in their bedroom and dad's like, she's had that there for five months. Your daughters will save those sticky notes. I've had dads that say with the dry erase marker, they leave them on their for for months, if wow. not longer. They take pictures of the messages mm-hmm. from dad. I've had girls with tears streaming down their face saying, my dad says I'm beautiful. My dad says he loves me. My dad says he's praying for me. So if you don't know what to write, make it simple. I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm glad to be your dad. Mm-hmm. I, I just want you to know you're beautiful in my eyes, whatever it takes. Let me just say a couple other things, Ken, since we, I want to go back to the very first chapter of the book, Lead Her to Laugh. <laughs> you may be a dad. That, That's good. <laughs> nice cue. Yeah. Uh, you may be a dad that says, we are not having laughter like we used to when she was little. And mm-hmm. you know, I'd come home and she'd run up and throw her little grimy hands around me and she was five and I could kiss her boo-boo and make it all better. And now everything I do is wrong. Mm-hmm. I would say go back to laughing together. Mm-hmm. It may be that you sit down and do YouTube videos online that are funny and silly and dumb. It might be that. But dad, if you're in a place where you're not feeling the bonding, did you know that neuroscientists confirm the importance of laughing together? That's right. Because our brains release chemicals when we laugh in ways that strengthen exactly long-term relationships. Yes. And that reinforces bonding. Yes. So if you are struggling right now to get laughter going with your daughter, what if you just 
ask her, what item of my clothing do you want to see me get rid of? Okay, come on, let her make fun of you. Maybe another thing you could do to just get her in a place where she's happier, she's talking, is ask her about her wedding day. You know, she might not laugh, but she'll she'll light up, I guarantee you. I, I once had a dad say, I just found out my daughter wants to get married in a villa in France. Who do you think is going to pay for that? Yes. You know, but ask her, what colors do you want? Mm-hmm. What flowers do you want? What do you want your wedding dress to look like? I guarantee it will add bonding. Well, you know, and dads, uh, this is personality somewhat influence. Be self-deprecating. Yeah. Uh, say something funny about yourself. And if you're struggling, go get a joke book. All you have to do is... Google jokes for daughters. Some stuff comes up. Now you got to be appropriate. Yeah, age but appropriate. Anything yeah. that you can apply and bring that oxytocin mm-hmm. up. And who doesn't like to see their daughter laugh? Not just from the little girl, but as they grow and mature. Not a sarcastic laugh, but a true yeah. belly laugh. And I would funny. say, sit down with her and watch the shows she likes. Oh, yes. I mean, Ken, last weekend we were oh in God. Kansas City and we were sitting there on the couch you know, 12-year-old Grace, and what did we watch? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. It's her favorite show. Yes. And we sat there, and she was telling us all kinds of things about oh, the end of the season story. and the backstory. Oh but she came alive because yeah. we entered in to what was important to her. Yes. So, Dad, if you're in a season, again, where you're not feeling as close, find a way to lead her to laugh. Yes. Because I'm telling you, it adds to bonding. I'm going to jump really quick before we're done with the segment, Ken, to the end of the book, which is lead her to listen. This is where the script gets flipped. So dad, sometimes I've had daughters say, I don't like the one being on the hot seat all the time. And my dad telling me everything to do and think. And that's why it's so important to get her talking to you. So it's not just her knowing what you think. It's you hearing what she thinks. But again, if you're in a season where you're your daughter maybe is shut down. I've had some daughters say they love this, where you hand your daughter the book, Let's Talk, Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters, the last section, and she's now holding in front of her a script to ask you about your life, mm-hmm. where you're telling her about maybe your romantic history. Ooh, you're oh. you're going to even be able to tell her mistakes you've made along the way. Maybe tell her one of the most stupid things you've ever done. Oh, my goodness. Something you've had to learn the hard way. You're going to give them license to do the same thing? What's <laughs> well, wrong with that? That's what dads think. But yeah. what I have found, Dad, that is that it's going to have you remember yeah. that you were a bit stupid at that age, too. Yes. You didn't do everything right. It's going to give you more patience, more grace. This is like... Confess your sins to one another. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's oh. getting scary. Wow. Well, here we are wrapping up our first hour. We're going to be back for hour two here in a few minutes. But I, I'm just telling you, Ken, I love being here with you today. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Camfield, the Dad Whisperer, here with Dr. Ken Camfield, my husband of nine months, Uh-oh. and we share a passion for the father-daughter Newly bond. Wet. So join us I hour two. Yep, we'll be talking more and giving you practical ways to invest as dads into the lives of your daughter. We welcome you back soon. Don't go away. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hello and welcome back to the Georgine Rice Show. I'm honored to be filling in today as a guest host with my husband, Dr. Ken Canfield. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Yes, you may have heard of me before as the Dad Whisperer here on KPDQ and True Talk 800, but I didn't have the last name Canfield at that time because I just got married nine months ago. Yes, I'm a new bride at the age of 60, and it's such a joy to be here filling in for Georgine as she's on medical leave. Continue to pray for her healing. We're so honored that we can fill in in her absence. And Ken, let's continue the conversation that we started last hour about the importance of the father-daughter relationship. 
We will, and we're going to give some practical things. And it's simply this. This comes from the prisons of America. Now, what are you saying? Prison's going to teach us about connecting with dads and daughters? Yes, we are. This is what happened. Many of the men who are incarcerated right now, I would say 85, 90% of them are dads. And those dads didn't have the connection largely, 75 to 80% of those men didn't have a dad involved in their life. And they didn't have that blessing and encouragement. So we have been called in in several uh, places across the country to help heal the father wound. And what happened is dads, as they get a hold of this in prison, have, have recognized they are living out what they didn't get with angst, anger, and all the negative behavior, behavior. So what we did is say, here's a way to get over that. You have kids, right? Yeah, you can't see them, right? We're going to think about something that you can say to them positively. You don't have to say, you know, I did this or that, but positive from whatever pictures, memories, and, and what it is is a blessing. We took those letters, Michelle, mm. and we delivered them uh, to their kids. And we set up, after 12 weeks, an opportunity for the kids, if they wanted to, and it was right, to come to the prison in a safe outdoor setting and connect with their dads off the chart. Yeah. I went to one house in the inner city of Los Angeles, and there was a young girl there. And we had to interview them to see that they could come into I the prison. See, yeah. A lot of red tape, all that stuff. So I said, did you get a letter from your dad? And she said, oh, yes. And you could see her face light she? up. She was about, I'd say, 13 or 14. Okay. Okay. And, and during that age, you need identity. Absolutely. You need, regardless of what it is. And I said that letter, uh, could you go get that? And she said, oh, yeah. I said this. Where do you keep that? And she looked at me and she said, I keep it in my Bible. Now, wow. listen, Dad. Your words are like holy writ. They're powerful and profound. She brought that out, and that's symbolic of this written blessing. Mm. And we're going to talk about that because that's a practical way. It doesn't mean you have to write like your last will and testament. We're right. not saying that. But it was a simple thing that was a life changer for this young woman. You know what? The power of that story, Ken, what strikes me as I hear you say it is that there may be a dad listening who says, there is so much water under the bridge. Mm -hmm. Either you're divorced now, yeah, there's estrangement. Yeah. Come I on. have so many dads write me yes. and say, I can't now have a relationship with my daughter because my ex-wife is talking bad about me. Yes. Their hearts are breaking. Don't listen. And, and yet, yeah, don't listen. This is the father of lies trying yes. to infiltrate your power to bring healing and hope. And so maybe you're a dad that can't get a letter written to your daughter, yeah. whether you're estranged or not. But one thing that struck me, Ken, first of all, is that this wasn't a perfect dad. Mm -hmm. He probably hadn't written much before that. But that one letter carried a weight mm -hmm. that went into her Bible. So if you're a dad that is shamed by your past, you feel guilt, you can start today by turning things around and put pa pen to paper. I think in a world with so much technology, there's such power in the written word. Yes. I can think of a dad in the ABBA project. I'll never forget his daughter, Olivia, where he said, 13 years old, he writes this letter. And I'm going to give you some practical ideas, men, of what you can put into that letter from a girl's point of view, a woman's point of view. And because some men have said, I don't even know what to write. Mm -hmm. How many times can you just say, I love you. I'm glad to be your dad. You right. know. So I love giving men more practical ideas and ways that they can really, I would say, build their confidence and competence 
by putting things that will matter to their daughter. But what I remember this man saying, this dad, is he went into his daughter's bedroom where she was there with all of her friends. Where do you think the letter was that her dad had written her? It was, oh, you want to guess? No, go ahead. It was on the top of her desk. Oh. He thought, oh, she'll put it away when her friends come. She'll be embarrassed. Yeah, be embarrassing. No, it was right out there. Wow. On the top of her desk. Oh, come on, So dad. like messages on mirrors. Drawer, dad. Yeah, top drawer dad. That's, I love that. Be a top drawer, a top desk dad, That's you right. know, is when you put your words into writing as a blessing, mm-hmm. right? Your daughters will take that to heart and become the woman or the girl that you believe she is. So, Ken, do you think dads would like some practical things that they could put Come into a letter? Well, first of all, I think what you've written on the questions and beginning the dialogue is good. Now, give us some just simple things that we can do. Let it go. And and really, as I say these, Ken, feel free to weigh in because, you know, you're you're a token father here, you know, representing fathers as a dad to three daughters and a daughter-in-law, yeah, nine granddaughters. But one of the things I would encourage you, Dad, to put in your letter is what was one of the first things or what is one of the first things that you remember about her when she was born, when you looked at her for the first time? As you reflect back and remember back, what was what was one of the key things? Was it her hair, her eyes, her mm-hmm. coo, the way she touched your finger and put her little you know finger up next to yours? What that will do is not only endear your heart to hers, because you'll remember, oh, she was so cute back then. But do you think that would touch oh, yes, yes, the yes. heart of a dad and, as much as a daughter? And dad, you'll have to strain and there'll be pain thinking this. But my 38-year-old daughter, I just wrote her a birthday card. And I wrote, you know, I was there when you came out of the birth canal. And I didn't describe it or anything <laughs> like that, but I yeah. was there. I and was I there. just, you know, so saying those things that, that you remember is a starting place because you have information no one else right, does. Right, right. So and I, I, maybe a variation on that theme, men, is I often encourage dads in the ABBA project. This is one of the things I do with dads that I coach is I say, go find a picture when she was about five years old. Oh, Run good. it off eight and a half by 11 yeah. size and then write the note to her on that photo copy oh. where you're remembering back. Because that may help you if you're in a tough season with her. Yes. I even want to give dads another idea that may be listening with estranged, you know, relationships with their daughters where they can't have contact oh, or they don't, they're not able to talk. What do you got? Go buy a journal and you can write this in a journal mm-hmm. that you will give her one day. Ooh. And it's like a time capsule because you've dated it. Mm-hmm. So you can't ever have her come back and say, well, you didn't care back then. You know what? Here is a document where I'm telling you what I wish I could have told you today, yeah. which is what I remember about the day you were born. Wow, that's powerful. So let me give you a couple more ideas, dads, of what you could write in a letter now, in a card Good. to your daughter that will have impact. What beauty did you see in her when she was first born? And what beautiful features do you see in her now? Now, I know another dad that's been in the ABBA project that said, I never want to focus on the external. Mm-hmm. I only want to talk about the qualities that are, you know, characters of Jesus. They go together. You know, that kind of, come they on. go. Come on. Thank you, Ken. Yes. Yeah. Dad, your daughter separate. needs to see yes. and herself in your reflection right. and hear how you see her. That's correct. Because if you don't tell her, I say she's going to go look in every other mirror. Okay. Who am I talking about? Yeah. Boys that are players. Right. If she doesn't hear it from you. Yeah. Couple more ideas, Dad. Tell her why you're proud of her. What 
is she doing that has you proud of her? Mm -hmm. You maybe want to tell her what obstacles you've seen her overcome. Emphasize those character qualities in her like resilience, courage, commitment, endurance. Tell her dreams you have for her future. I've, I, I would say, honestly, Ken, I probably would say over half, maybe even 75% of the emails I get from dads, yeah. they're about estrangements. And I say, dad, yeah. write in that journal what dreams you have for her future. Michelle, I'm inspired by those. And it reminds me of this story. It's a true story. Rap artist writing to his hearers, do this. Go take a girl out, open the door, say you've never seen anything so beautiful. Just come up and cozy and you'll get everything you want. And he Ugh. says the reason that yeah. you can do it, it's like in taking candy from a baby, is because she's never heard those things Ooh. from her dad. That is slippery and slimy, isn't yeah, it? It is. Be- but she's longing yes. to hear that she's beautiful. Yeah. And she needs to hear that word. I've had some dads in the ABBA Project can say they're not really uncomfortable with that word. They're like, I would use that for someone I'm dating or my wife. And so they may say, you look cute mm-hmm. or pretty. And I'm like, those are great. I'm just telling you, dads, key to her heart is to talk about her beauty, that her eyes are beautiful, that they're, you know, the window to her heart, those kinds of things. Let me give you one last idea, dad, that you could put in a letter to your daughter. Include the meaning of her name. Mm. You can look it up online, just Google it, and then tell her how you see her embodying that meaning because it has to do with her identity. Do those seem practical enough, Ken? Absolutely. If you're a dad who wants to bless your daughter... Or your son. What what boy would love this? What man would love this? I can't think of anyone who wouldn't. There's more coming. Okay. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Here we are. This is Dr. Ken Canfield and Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield of the Dad Whisperer. We are looking at the essential tools that will differentiate you as a dad who loves his daughter. And this is one big one we need to talk about. Lead her to look. And what we mean by that, look at some of the issues that she is going to have to face. This world, this cultural cesspool is trying to strip away the innocence and the beauty of our daughters. And we can't put up with it. So what are we leading her to look at, Michelle? And I love these questions that you've come up with. Yeah, these are from my book, Let's Talk, Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters. So if you're a dad or you know a dad who could benefit from having a guidebook, I always say your daughter didn't come with a playbook, but I'm going to help you write one. So I have questions there. As you hear your daughter respond to them, you can even write in the book or in an adjunct book her responses, because the reality is when a daughter knows she's listened to, she doesn't have to shout to be heard in the world because she knows that her dad has an ear to hear what she has to say. So here's the piece here about lead your daughter to look. This is talking about, like Ken just said, looking at deeper issues, more complex issues. Ken, if I'm being honest, okay, 60 years old. Yep. I'm not Mm -hmm. afraid to say my age. I've been mentoring girls since I was 19, coaching, mentoring, counseling. More often than not, girls tend to go to their moms Mm -hmm. for the deeper heavier, more emotional issues. And I want to see that turnaround. Mm -hmm. That's why I've been spending the last 11 years investing in men and dads to say, I want to teach you some things that are going to help you stay the course in holding her intensity. So this section, if you hand your daughter the book or you read her the questions, you're going to get into topics about leading her to look at cutting, vaping, sexual harassment, sexual abuse, 
more of those intense things that you may stay away from. Mm -hmm. But dad, I guarantee if you talk out these things with your daughter, she gets to hear not just what you think, but what you think of her Mm -hmm. to counter things that have happened to her or negative messages she's gotten from other people in the world. So if you're a dad who wants to weigh in on the heavier subjects, this part of the book is for you. Yeah. It sounds very intentional and proactive, not prying. We're not calling in the FBI, the Fathering Bureau of Investigation. (laughs) I love that. just going in and surrounding her with caring arms and protection that that should go with her wherever she goes. Yeah, and if you don't know where to start, hand your daughter the book, let her see the table of contents, and then she can say, that's the one that I want to go through today. And it may be that you have a daughter with same-sex attraction. Yes, that's in there. There's things on more, what I say, are the heavier, weightier topics Mm -hmm. that sometimes dads want to avoid. Mm -hmm. Okay, so dad, if you want to lead your daughter to look deeper, even at her relationship with you, here's a question that you could ask her. Do I do anything that shuts you down or makes you feel less confident to share your thoughts and your feelings with me? Mm -hmm. Ken, what do you think of that one? What do you think of a dad actually, before he gets into the heavy topics, just said, am I doing anything that makes you not feel like you can be open with me? Absolutely. So what you're doing is trying to take down any barriers or walls that are there. You're looking at obstacles and say, let's get those out of the way and then allow these issues to come up. What are you facing at school? Whether you're at a university, whether you're at a junior high student, you know, what are the things that are going on that are really pressing you as, as a young woman full of, of, of them, vigor, opportunity, because honey, you got a cheerleader here. I don't want any to take anyone or anything to take away what I see in you. There's great potential. Oh, that's so good. Another thing, dad, if you want to go deeper with your daughter and you don't even know how to get the conversation started, you could ask her where and when is it easiest for you to be your true self and where and when is it hardest for you to be your true self? Because what I find is that right around the age of 12, kind of Mm -hmm. that pre-adolescent age, Mm -hmm. girls begin blending in. They don't want to stand out. And some of those amazing qualities that they had at six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, begin to really get watered down because their friends make fun of them. I mean, literally, Ken, I cannot tell you the stories that I am privy to hearing from teenagers about how mean other girls are. I mean, that's why there's a movie with that name, not mean mean boys. And your daughters are being plummeted. Is that the word pummeled? Yeah. Pummeled. You know, I'm kind of seeing fists just beating them down. And if you at home are beating her down, you're not doing this right. You didn't do the chores. That wasn't a great response. Her true self, maybe she is a bit more of a, of an aggressor, more of a, a lion personality is how do you shape the heart of a lion? Ask another lion female, right? What do you think would help me be a better dad so that I can help my daughter shine in being her true self? Because it seems like we've lost her, Yeah, you know, in eighth grade, ninth grade, whatever. Mm -hmm. So again, it's about finding out how would she even define her true self? Mm -hmm. When does she feel like a false self? Mm -hmm. Maybe those aren't words that you use, dad. I'm giving you some verbiage that might be helpful. These are excellent, excellent. And and I think you're... Uh, analogy you're 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 pummeled and it plummets you to despair okay and, there you go that thank you honey for for reframing that that you then can't get out of and that's why 
uh, girls that get isolated make poor decisions mm-hmm. or they do things that is not good to their long-term health and welfare. Exactly. So, you know, I'm going to just hone on one in on one specific part of this this specific section of the book on Lead Her to Look. Mm-hmm. And it's the topic of sexual harassment, sexual assault. That tends to be a topic mm-hmm. that I don't think most men want to know about. They don't want to know that their daughter, the one that they help bring into the world, is now with a guy or being abused. And so there was actually an article that was written by a woman named Monica Hess. It's really powerful. It was written in 2018 in the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. You want to hear the title of it? I do. Dear Dads, your daughters told me about their assaults. This is why they never told you. Wow. Do you know what a lot of the daughters said? The reason they aren't disclosing their stories to their dads, it's not because they can't handle their own emotions. Do you know what they said? They worry their dads can't handle their own emotion and being this close Mm -hmm. to what their daughters are feeling. In fact, she added, a lot of effort goes into protecting the men we love from bad things that happen to us. And a lot of fathers are closer to bad things than they'll ever know. If you are a father who hasn't heard these stories, it's not because they don't exist. And I can speak from personal experience is that I am a sexual abuse survivor. And there's a lot of that that I never wanted to tell my dad. Mm -hmm. And my dad grew up in the south side of Chicago. He was in gangs from the time he was 12. I mean, survival of the fittest, my dad wins an award Mm -hmm. for being a dad who came out of that Mm -hmm. and said to other dads when he came to Western Seminary here in Portland, can you tell me what you do is, oh, you get up earlier as a dad and you lead family devotions? He'd come home. We're going to do that. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know, dad, about your daughter's intense stories, it may be because you've never asked her. And I want to see daughters make better choices with guys, and you have a lot to do with that, Dad. So I have conversation starters where you can ask her, have you ever been sexually harassed or assaulted? Can you tell me where it happened? If you feel safe, you know, I'll keep it in confidence. I would like to hear those stories. What do you think of that, Ken? That's, that's kind of a deep-end kind of conversation. Would you agree? Yeah, it doesn't happen uh, in a... Um performed sort of way, these kind of come out, but you have to really watch your daughter, daughter's eyes, mm-hmm. her gestures, uh, placing uh, the, the whole environment in a comfortable setting, uh, having coffee, having hot chocolate or something like that where, where you can talk and discuss. And over time, I know those things that are very deep and searing will come out. So you can set the stage, Dad, and, and in so doing... You'll, you'll provide that place yeah. where she can openly share. And you're right. That's why I didn't start the book here. Yeah. We have to oh, build a could. foundation to get yeah. to this section. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a break again. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield. I'm here with my husband, Dr. Ken Canfield. And the next section, we're going to be talking about how dads can lead their daughters to love. Mm-hmm. We welcome you back soon. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back to the Georgine Rice Show. I'm a guest host today, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. You may also know me as the Dad Whisperer right here on KPDQ. I'm here with my husband, Dr. Ken Canfield, and the two of us have only been married for nine months. Mm. Ken is a widower. 
He has a tribe of 24 that I've lovingly inherited, and it's such a joy and an honor to blend our lives together. We're still in that first year of marriage. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Ken and I originally have bonded over, and we, we've been colleagues for uh, over a decade, is that he started the National Center for Fathering 30 years ago. I knew his wife, Dee. She was part of my prayer team for the ABBA Project, the group I lead here in Portland for Dads of Daughters. And I'd been in their home, and then after the Lord took her to heaven a couple years ago, God surprised us by leading our paths together. Mm -hmm. And so we are so excited to be here today with you listening, especially if you're a dad or know a dad who could benefit from some practical tools on how to be a better father. You can go to the National Center for Fathering website, fathers.com, for more resources. You can also go to my website, drmichellewatson.com, because we're all about resourcing fathers to be the dads they want to be and that their kids need them to be. Well, Ken, as I said before we took the break, this next section is going to be on another part of my book, Let's Talk, Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters, and it's about dads leading their daughters to... Love. What does that mean? That's the million-dollar question. Yes. Well, if she has a reservoir of love, which uh, daughters and women do, uh, how is that reservoir going to be shared and brought into... Uh, a home someday that may contain your grandchildren. How are you going to prepare and help her by not just lavishing uh, blessing and praise on her, but lead her in this whole loving way? And I have to say here, you have challenged dads to some (laughs) uh, interesting things. Uh, And I love what Dan uh, has done and how you encouraged him to do this with Brittany. But before you get to that... What are the questions you need to be asking? Yeah, because what I would say here is that if your daughter knows that she's loved Mm -hmm. and she gives out love, Mm -hmm. the reality is that that, that's kind of, you you pour into her, she pours out to others. Mm -hmm. You pour into her, she pours out to others. And I think of where, you know, Dan asked me, what can I do to help my eighth grade daughter not only focus on herself, and it wasn't a negative, every eighth grade daughter is focused on herself. That's just how it goes. Do you know what I encouraged him? Is get her volunteering. Oh my. You can't not think something. Yeah. You can't say, don't think about, you know, my my ear. Don't look at my earrings. Don't think about, you know, what we're going to have for dinner. Then the, that's all you think about. Or the tattoo on my foot. Oh, there you go. I do okay. have one. Right. So, yeah, you love it. But here's so this executive <laughs> is there who, you know, commands and leads others. And so you're saying, hey, why don't you get her to volunteer? And so he says, oh, I can arrange that. But then what you told him. What? No, but you're right. What I told him is I want you to do it with her. And that's a way that he could bond with her by them doing it together. I want to say another thing about this love piece is that if you invest in giving to your daughter, then she won't go looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm -hmm. Instead, she'll be looking to love in all the right places. Oh, that's good. So if you want a daughter who's looking to love, it really comes down to you being a, a vital part of investing in her. So let me give you some conversation starters. How does that sound? Excellent where you can ask your daughter some of these questions about what's going on inside of her. One is you ask her, what do you see as your three greatest strengths and gifts? Okay. There you go. What do you see as your three greatest strengths and gifts? Okay, Ken, I've got to ask you, you're the token male here. 
How do you think a daughter would respond to that question? Oh, she would be, first of all, flabbergasted that the dad wants to know. And then she may be a bit nervous because is he going to judge me? Is he critiquing me? Or what if he doesn't have anything to say? Exactly. So what we need to do is prepare beforehand. Yeah. And if you can't come up with them, ask her mother. And if she can't come up with them, which I'm sure she can, ask others and then do a little uh, background work and come up with three Mm -hmm. things you know are winners. And exactly. Then this would also be a good time for you to tell her what are three strengths or gifts that you see in her. So it's not just listening to her. I love how you said prepare beforehand. Another thing you could ask your daughter is if I were to fill up your love tank and make you feel more loved, special, you know, accepted, enjoyed, any of those words, say, what could I do specifically to make that happen? Mm-hmm. So that idea of a love tank might be something that she likes. You could say, I want to fill that up. Ken talked about a reservoir of love, mm-hmm. kind of same concept, different wording, but you could say, what could I do to actually fill up your love tank? She may say, you could go get me a Starbucks right now or a Dutch. Yep. Okay. I'm going to do it. Inconvenience yourself. Mm-hmm. Go out of your way. Those are the things your daughter will remember forever. I guarantee well, you. And I love what your dad does with you. Okay. Now I married a woman who hadn't uh, been with a man. She had been six right, years never married. searching and, and at the same time doing incredible work. And this, there's one thing her dad did that was incredibly uh, a, a blessing. He, in his three words, and Michelle would be there. And let me tell you, Michelle's very organized, planned out. <laughs> and her dad learned quickly. And it's simply this, anything for you. That's what he would say. For you. Yes. Anything for you. And, and because, again, being single, things were always breaking in my house. Oh, the water heater. Or oh, when to, I couldn't get the pilot light on. I hate that. It's a fire. Yeah. I don't like getting my hand down there Here in my is face. Sleep. It's, you know, No, it was like nine, 9 goes, or 9.30. Oh, okay, he okay. drives over, yeah. you know. That was about 15 minutes away. Yes. Yeah. The thi- Look at, I'm, we're, you're talking about it and I'm talking about it. Yes. I'm sure my dad that night never thought, you know, that this was going to go, you know, into the masses to be told. That's what's going to happen with your kids. When you do those things above and beyond. For your daughter. To show that or you daughters. love. Or sons. Or your they, wife, who's the daughter of someone okay. else. Come on now. Okay. okay there get you personal go. here. You know, I'm going to give one more idea to you dads. If you want to start this conversation with your daughter about leading her to love herself, is I love this concept of being a world changer. Wow. Is That's big. I think every dad would love his daughter to be an influencer and not just a follower. In fact, I talked with a high schooler this week that wears, you know, a WWJD bracelet and said a bunch of her friends want that. What would wow. Jesus do? Yeah. And we really talked about what would it be like if she bought them in groups and gave them out? Mm-hmm. This is a girl that goes to a public school, wears a, a shirt. Ella, I mean, she's awesome. I give you a shout out. Is She wears a shirt to her track meets that says WWJD. Wow. She is not afraid to say, I belong to Jesus, wears these on her wrist and her mm-hmm. ankle. We talked about what would it be like if you were a world changer in yeah. your school yeah. and you bought these for your friends. Yeah. And she said, when I get a job, I'll do it, you know, <laughs> which was awesome. Yes. But I would love to see her dad join her. I mean, maybe dad wants to fund it. Yes. Dad, find out what your daughter would do if she could change the world. Would, would You know, I have a friend that says, I would feed everyone soup and bread. <laughs> okay, that's not me. I don't like to cook. Mm-hmm. But if your daughter 
you know, like I think of with me, what I want to do is I want to see the heart of every dad in this nation with a daughter mm-hmm. turn his heart to her mm-hmm. nationwide. So my dad has invested in me. He's bought, you know, he's bought packets so I can mail books out. He has come and showed up in my world to fix things, he's to help mow my lawn. reviews of your excellent book. Yeah, he there you the, go. He, my he, yeah. dad shows up the best he knows how. Yes. So, oh my goodness, I can't believe we're almost nearing the end of this time together, but we've got a couple more segments. I'm just wrapping this one up. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield with my husband, Dr. Ken Canfield. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Don't go away. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back. It's been wonderful to be here guest hosting the Georgine Rice Show today with my husband of almost nine months, mm. Dr. Ken Canfield. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the Dad Whisperer, and we've been so honored to be filling in for Georgine today, yes, who's on medical leave. Continue to pray for her healing. We, we know she'll be back soon, and we're honored that we could fill in today. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about grandparenting, so we'd love to have you join us again then. We trust that the stories, the stats, the, the personal things that we've shared today, practical ideas, have helped put a few more tools, dads, into your fathering toolbox and, or belt. You can go with whichever one you, you really uh, relate to. You heard me say earlier that Ken is the founder of the National Center for Fathering. He founded that 30 years ago. You can go to fathers.com where there's tons of free resources. They're also on my website if you're a dad of a daughter, drmichellewatson.com. That's where you can find the link to my book. Uh, Let's talk. Conversation starters for dads and daughters. We're all about resourcing dads. I think my favorite book of yours, Ken, is Seven Secrets of Effective Fathers. It's an awesome one, The Heart of a Father. But we both have written these books so that you dads have more resources to be the dad that you want to be and that God wants you to be. Well, Ken, as we're here in our last segment, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. You ready for that? I'm ready. Okay. You have done extensive research. You've spoken around the nation and the world to fathers. You have a lot of wealth of knowledge about what dads need. And I would just love to hear three or four secrets or tips that you have employed or seen that are supporting research about how a strong, healthy father can dial into his daughter's heart. I'd be glad to. Now, when I did my research, uh, I was father of young children. The oldest was 10. The youngest was a newborn. Yeah, five kids. Absolutely. And I was in the crucible. Uh, Not only did I recognize the value of fathers, I was a dad. So what I did is teamed with some other researchers, and we sent uh, surveys out across the country. We had people in communities identify dads that were specifically strong, healthy dads. Mm. And they couldn't have just little kids. They had to go through the teen years and have adult children. Because taking care of little kids, that's a lot easier than going through the teen years. Right. And seven characteristics, the seven characteristics, they call them secrets, my publisher did, of effective fathers surfaced, and I saw quickly these are difference makers. Mm. And the first was commitment. This is also a characteristic of strong families. Research, say, is, research says that if you have a family motto, family mission, a commitment to your family to gather around holidays, special times. That commitment the meal, differentiates. For meals around the yeah, table. and that's mm-hmm. a daily way. So how are you expressing your commitment? Have you let your kids know you're committed? And are you struggling with commitments to other things? Because I tell you, as quickly as the day dawns and the sun sets, that's how quickly 
fathering can pass away. And all of a sudden you say, where did it go? Yeah. So looking at your commitment, looking at your time schedule, looking at the things that you're prioritizing is real key. So that's secret number one. Secret number two is knowing your child. Mm. Now, it's not just knowing, you know, the way they are. She's like my wife or he's like me or it's knowing what they're gifted in. Right. Not just knowing about them. Knowing them. Yes. And knowing their personalities and knowing their spiritual giftings and so forth. And celebrating that. Exactly. And they're different than you. So it means giving them space. Mm -hmm. It means also taking notes to uh, the things that others are pointing out about your son or daughter. And, and, you know, putting those together and then making uh, investments, opportunities of time and, and also... Uh, putting them in a position where those gifts can be expressed. When you know your child, what you're doing is giving them uh, the strength to go out and take steps of faith as they mature into adulthood. And some are, you know, what you call cautious, and some are just, uh-oh, got to watch out. Got to put, you know, angels around this kid. The third thing is this, and I would say this is also uh, sorely needed in the culture. You are a spiritual equipper of your kids. And this is the, my concern. If God disclosed himself as a father and the physical or earthly father is struggling, uh, there is a mixed message. Mm-hmm. Okay, that doesn't mean, Dad, you're like God. Don't misunderstand me. But it does mean that first image of a man is also going to imprint your daughter's about the men that they may marry someday. It's going to imprint your sons about the men they need to be. Now, spiritually tapping in to your resources as a son of another father, and this is where we got to go deep, is going to be your best asset, I really believe. So your prayer, your you know attendance in a, a faith community, all of those things, again, I have found personally and put into my life as best I can. Well, because like you said, Ken, this whole earthly father, God is a father piece is that I I think it's powerful that God as a father has entrusted fathers Mm -hmm. to really represent him in some ways. And dads, you are building that bridge to God as a father. Oh, those are so good. I love those three ways as we're just wrapping up here from the founder of the National Center for Fathering, encouraging you as dads to dial in to your kids in that kind of a way. Okay, should I give mine now? Yes, should I absolutely. End? Okay, here's four ways yes. that you as a dad can dial into your daughter's heart. You know, I told you that the name of my book is Let's Talk. Yes. And I'm going to take the T, the A, the L, and the K. I like it. I love acrostics. Easier yeah. to remember. Yes. Here are four ways that start with those letters of how you can be an invested dad. Okay. Because you may go, oh my goodness, you guys gave me so many things. I don't know where to start. Well, here you go. One time. So that really lines up with some of what Ken was just saying. Because love is spelled what? T-I-M-E. You may be in a season where you don't have much, or you guys are running in a million directions. I think that's one of the upsides of COVID. It has brought people together. But just ask yourself, am I spending enough time? Or ask your daughter, am I spending enough time with you? A, affection. Healthy, safe touch from a dad. Did you know that it leads to greater self-esteem? In daughters. I don't have time to go into the research, oh, but just trust me. I do. Affection. If she doesn't like physical touch, just tap her. Times just, it can be a quick touch, but make mm-hmm. sure there's some kind of contact there that's safe and healthy. L-T-A-L. Listen. 
active listening means leaning forward, nodding your head, mm-hmm. looking in her eyes. Men often prefer shoulder-to-shoulder orientation. Mm-hmm. But by and large, as women, we're like, I want to see you when I look at you. So when you actively listen, you turn toward her. And do you know what that does? Is It affirms your daughter and lets her know that she has value to you when yes. you listen. And the K in oh. talk, T-A-L-K, oh, is, is kindness. Like that. When you wrap all that you do with that quality of kindness, it will keep her heart open to you. So if you're ever in a season where you're like, I don't even know what to do with my daughter. Yes. This is more than I can really ever get right. And I found men would rather do nothing than do it wrong. So you might just go, all I'm doing is the wrong thing. This may be a guide to help you. Yeah. Time, affection, listen, and kindness. T-A-L-K. You know, before we go, we need a news break. This is really important. Okay. And it is... Uh, Uh, expression of kindness. There was a kind guy who came to the middle of America in 1984, a somewhat unknown, and he now is passed into glory. I'm talking about Dr. Luis Palau. I was a a graduate student at Kansas State University. I called him and said, would you consider doing a crusade in the heart of America? His kindness, his embracing Mm. of the good news we can celebrate because today he transliterated into glory. So Dr. Palau and the Palau team, God bless you all. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. He's made such a huge impact in the city, on my life. Look, at we're both getting teary just thinking about that. He's joined Dr. Larry Crabb, two dads that I know that have invested well in their kids and their grandkids. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, what a way to end to say, Dad, remember that you leave a legacy. Mm-hmm. One way or the other, let today be a day where you intentionally and consistently kick it up a notch and dial into your daughter's hearts and the hearts of all your kids and grandkids. Yeah. So I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the Dad Whisperer, here with Dr. Ken Canfield. We're signing off. Dad, make today a day where you do give your best. Make the call. Write a text. Ask your daughter out to lunch. Spend time with her to let her know she matters to you and to God as her father. As always, you can... Write me at drmichellewatson at gmail.com. You can go to my website, drmichellewatson.com, or you can get a hold of Ken at fathers.com as he started the National Center for Fathering. So it's been a joy to be here with you all. Thank you, Georgine, for letting us host your show today. And we are praying for you to be back soon. We love you. And it's been a joy to be here with you all. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like to download a podcast of the show or would like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com or on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at GRice Show and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ.